no, 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 provocative text to the group <laughs> chat what is the the reason for your enjoyment for this episode was it lowered expectations or, or was it something else entirely i think um i was finally able to see this for the satire i guess it's meant to be i wasn't entirely sure before you know and this episode laid everybody bare for the douchebags that they are and I kind of enjoyed that. I especially enjoyed, oh, especially enjoyed the boar on the floor scene. Oh, God. Fantastic. Yeah. But there were little things along the way that I was, I was just laughing, man. Amazed. I was just, like, it was the first episode, I think, in a, maybe since season one, where I was genuinely laughing out loud. And there were multiple occasions, and one of my favorite being... <laughs> When they arrive in Hungary to go hunting, and they're placed up on the pedestals and they run the boars across the path. <laughs> the contrived nature of the actual hunt. Yes, yeah. exactly. Well, it's interesting. I'm glad it finally clicked for you. I, I feel like that once you see the humor in the show, it's everywhere. But I understand the the learning curve in that respect, Jade. <laughs> It's gotten better. Season twos suck, right? That's your your working theory right now. Is that season twos are trash? But this show has uh, gone against that. Can can you elaborate on how they are breaking the curse of season two? Well, season twos, I always say they're not impossible. They're improbable. You know, so the likelihood of season two being as good or better than one would defy the 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 laws of diminishing returns or the law of diminishing returns. Right. So this, in this case though, it's still unfolding as, as it was in season one, there's not a reset. And so 
we're kind of in the same season for all intents and purposes, right? Yeah, that makes sense because we have plenty of examples of season two's cratering. Like right now, the terror is a perfect example of that. The terror second season is getting lambasted by critics. Wouldn't even I, I totally forgot about it because I yeah. know. But that's also it's they had to do a whole different story under the brand, the terror, right? Yeah, that's that's different altogether. Anthology. Yeah. Yeah. It's an anthology, but it's similar to a show that has a tight season one arc that would do a reset, like you said. You know, it's the the original plot line of Succession is still ongoing. I still am of the mindset that the show really figured out what it was doing around episode three or four of the first season. So it, it does have momentum, and this show has been, or this season has been much more minute by minute rather than jumping ahead in time to events where the whole family would be united it's been more contiguous which i appreciate right they have to stay together to deal with the things they're dealing with in this season which makes it feel like you're more consistently inside the story right because it can be tough to get this group of people together you usually need an excuse but now that pretty much everyone's being brought into the fold you know, we have this corporate retreat and we have this board meeting in this episode where we really get a lot of the characters <laughs> together. So they, they found a good way to, to string the story along while bringing everyone in on the same plot line, even though in this one, uh, Shiv gets put on the bench. So let's get into breaking this down. We've got a cold open where Cousin Greg is having a precursor to a meeting to decide if he wants to be interviewed by Logan's biographer. Greg calls himself a time-pressed executive and proceeds to spew negative adjectives associated with Logan, which the biographer jots down, and then he bails out because he's afraid that he will get quoted. Logan checks up with his doctor. He blows off a friend in hospice and shivs phone call. Danny Houston comes in. I thought Danny Houston was sensational in this episode he had some really great lines and i wrote most of them down so he comes in he says i've burned villages and overthrown governments on your <laughs> behalf and i believe with the right offer correctly couched uh we could be at a maybe logan enters his proxy meeting and announces he wants to acquire pgm We've got a very full room full of characters that we do know and then a few that i don't danny houston then says it's delicate like french kissing and armadillo Roman accuses Kendall of sucking up, but then sucks up himself. Logan asks Danny Houston what the next move is, and they realize they need Frank, old Boar Vidal, back. We need a safe pair of dainty hands and exquisite mittens. And Logan says, who's our most pointy-headed fuck? And that's Frank. <laughs> and then Ken, Ken, did you notice Ken's reaction to that? To the pointy-headed fuck thing? You can tell he's... Uh... Is it me? Is it me? You know, <laughs> right, right. You know, he's hopeful that he has the pointy head, right? And then he realizes his dad has no faith in him, so just puts his head down, goes into his robot drone thing he's doing. Yeah, Kendall is kind of snapping out of his father's ankles like a, a well-trained puppy at this point, just hoping for a, a treat <laughs> to be tossed his way. He's like a Manchurian candidate, you know. He's just like that's a good comparison. Yeah, he's been she he's been sheep dipped, is what you're saying. What was the first episode? What was the line he kept saying over and over? Because my dad told me to. Yeah, yeah. My dad's plan was better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw the plan. My dad's plan was better. So robotic. He's been great. 
Yeah, What's Kendall has really been amazing. Jeremy Strong. Jeremy Strong. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. I found him somewhat of an annoyance in season one, but I really like him in this season. Yeah. Much better. Yeah. So you like him I mean, neutered. Yeah. Neutered, yeah. <laughs> he suppose. was such a yeah. dick in season one. Like, just sucks. Like, learning his place. So they're interrupted because Connor is beta testing a campaign video before <laughs> oh, he God. Instagrams and enters the ideas primary. That was so bad. <laughs> that was terrible. They could have done a better job with that one. Because it's so ludicrous, right? Yeah. It's just yeah. supposed to be over the top. I've well, gotten to the point with Connor where I'm just not, like, I'm out on him in general. Like, I don't need I don't need him in the show. The, the, the main three, when you talk about Roman, Shiv, and Kendall... It and Logan, I'm work. good with those. I'm good with something yeah, not working like, about it. He's shoehorned in there, in a sense. They shoehorned yeah. his stuff. Well, Even, ev- everything is ex- decidedly over the top. And right. The good thing about his storyline is that the family knows it's a disaster waiting <laughs> to happen. So, <laughs> him post, he has no shot. You know, um, but right. just him putting it out there can only bring embarrassment, more embarrassment to the clan. Yeah. I mean, I wholeheartedly disagree. Uh, Connor fits into an archetype of TV characters that I always love, which is just the character that's too ridiculous to sustain yeah. his own narrative, but yeah. he's used as a <laughs> as a wild card to disrupt the flow of the normal episode. I think of characters like Rafi from The League. I think of Leon from Curb Your Enthusiasm. These dudes <laughs> who just come in and every single line out of their mouth. Right is hilarious but you're right it is too over the top but isn't that greg already i feel like greg is that guy Well, this show has a few this show definitely has a few because you know i mean i think it's got a very deep bench which we'll we'll talk about later but yeah greg is a wild card tom is also kind of a wild card and then tabitha (laughs) who knows naomi pierce intimately which roman hopes to leverage into executing the the buyout by himself how does Tabitha know Naomi Pierce? She fucked her. And Roman says, is there anybody you haven't fucked? And she says, you. What a great line. So another zinger and another episode for Tabitha. That character is, is rounding into form. Logan finally calls Shiv back and ignores her attempts at involvement and said dispatching her to stop Connor. Shiv presses Tom for info, then plans to use him as her mole to disagree since she's being shut out of the corporate retreat. She continues to bully the sensitive Tom and she hurts his feelings again. What the fuck is happening? Do you know about chasing Pierce? Sure, I was in the fucking meeting. How do you know about Pierce? I had Jerry on the phone. She thinks dad's gone woo-woo and I agree. Did your dad update you? This is a disaster. Who said what and who wants to stop it? I think it could be good. Yeah. Dick over Pierce, dick over Sandy and Stewie, double our size. No one is going to want to tackle a big, angry pufferfish bristling with dick. Tom, it's batshit. It's an obsession. What? Can you imagine the blowback? Us trying to buy Pierce, the most respected name in news? But we already do news, right? So it's just more news. It's like synergies. Yeah, but if we own all the news, I do actually wonder where I'll get my fucking news. Because at some point, someone needs to actually keep track of what's going on in the world, who went where, and who wore a hat. I think it's going to be a separate brand. I'm going to keep the truthy oatmeal branding. Yeah, but the American Republic is in not great shape as it is. 
What, you've got the, the Times, the Post, editors at Pierce, and a couple of hundred angry young women on Twitter, and that's about it. Please. It is, no, Tom, it is thread fucking bear out there, and now we're gonna eat another one? Well, do you want to tell him that? Tom, this is serious. It's a snake eating a crocodile. It doesn't fit, it's too big. It's a $20 billion acquisition that either breaks us or takes half a decade to integrate. We need to stop him. So, talk to him in Hungary. What? Yeah. I don't, I don't think I want to do that, Chip. Uh, oh, hello? Is this the replicant department? Yeah, my meat puppet has stopped working. Shiv, Shiv. Tom, I'm joking. But I'm also not. People would do well to remember there's gonna be a new sheriff in town one day. So, rally the resistance, deputy. And also, you're, it's funny because you're beginning to see uh, the point that Jake and Eden made last week, as far as Tom and Shiv go, Shiv go, is playing out very truly. I'm I'm very out on them as a couple, like right now, because it's just like, come on, like like what what is she what is she doing and what is he thinking is going to happen with this transaction, relationship, or whatever you want to yeah. call it. Yeah, and it's it's no, like, no, 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 no. I've seen that in real life. I have seen that in real life. Wow. Spill some, spill some tea, Jade. <laughs> but, but, but my only point, I mean, Jade, was that I don't disagree with her having that kind of relationship, but why him? Yes. Why somebody yeah, she well, installs? Well, she's delusional, right? Like, he's delusional. Yeah. It has to be that. He's expecting oh, I, I to get see. something I out see. of this. And it's from, just, her, from her yeah. perspective, it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, like, she already is... You know, inside the company, she doesn't um, need him. Yeah, yeah. He didn't bring anything to the table yeah. except being controllable, and I feel like that could have been any. She well, wasn't there anyone. Yeah, wasn't there a spark at some point between them that they're holding on to? It's never I mean, been I don't clear. Because it feels like she's, she's edging more and more on the okay, towards the open do, relationship. Yeah, I can part. do whatever yeah. I feel like. Well, yeah. on that note. There are two moments in this episode that made me think about this conversation we had last week. One is when we find out that Tom got background checked. And so he met the the standards of not just <laughs> Shiv, but also Logan, who wants someone who's non-threatening, obviously. Right. And then when Shiv is hooking up with this dude, <laughs> she says, Tom yeah. is just a guy who works for me. And I thought that couldn't be more perfect description yes. of mm -hmm. this yes. character. He's just yes. an employee that she manipulates. And like the way that she just the, the her entire demeanor towards him like when he asks about what she did over the weekend and she was like oh i mean do you really want to know though like <laughs> just like her whole like it's like do you really want and me to answer that you don't want me to too. answer that yeah cold and as it's, fuck. it's that just was so like cold. oh god that's yeah. like i have my soul hurt for him a little but at the same time he signed up for this yeah. so that's right <laughs> <laughs> Although he was clueless, relatively clueless until the wedding night. That's yeah, I know. It, 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 yeah. yeah, she put him in a a, a no option scenario <laughs> in in that yeah. moment. She really had his back against the wall. So Shiv goes to visit Connor. There's a awkward wine bottle gifting where Connor's like, "What's this?" And she's like, "Eh." <laughs> Something. Yeah. She recognizes his consultants as serious pieces of shit. And easily the funniest moment of the episode, Connor is drinking Burgundy out of an ungodly large 
picture. Will is finishing up a rewrite. Would you like a drink? Uh, no, I'm good. Okay. What's, uh, what's in the smoothie? Burgundy. I'm sorry? I hyper-decant. You don't hyper-decant? You're just doing regular decanting? If by regular decanting you mean pouring into my open mouth, yeah. You should hyper-decant. It softens the tannins, heightens the aromas. You can age your wine five years and ten seconds. Truly. Mm-hmm. Connor, you know what they do to rich people in jail. Yes, they let them out early to mitigate the risk of litigation. And he's on fire because he's looking down on the elites from his penthouse, calling out Bezos and Clintons as his enemies. <laughs> Shiv asked Connor not to post the video, and he asked for an indecent proposal, which is his favorite movie, <laughs> according to Willa. Yeah. He's like, she's like, she was like, I don't think he knows what that means. No. <laughs> and Willa was like, no, he's seen the movie like a hundred times. Oh, man. Jake, have you seen Indecent Proposal? I don't think I ever did, no. Great movie. So it's Robert Redford. Was it great? No, no. Woody Harrelson, Demi Moore. I know, I remember Fantastic. it. Fantastic. I know what it is. I, I feel like I saw scenes. I just don't oh, yeah, think I ever yeah, actually I, saw I, it. I, that goes into one of my categories, like Tales from the Sea movies like that. Unfaithful, remember that one? Mm -hmm. oh, With boy, Richard Gere thing, and... Yes. Um, uh, Diane, Diane Lane? Diane, yeah, that Diane was Lane. good. Yes, yeah. that was it's good. In that, it's 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 it's. I mean, I remember as being good, Mace. That was kind of a thriller, though, wasn't it? Unfaithful. Yeah, that was more of a thriller. Yeah, but it so was. is yeah. so is so is this very one. Dark. Mm. Oh, what? Well, oh, okay. Yeah, you Indecent know, Decent proposals a thriller. I, re I remember it was much discussed, but it, I didn't realize that it had that took that kind of turn. Well, it just tears them apart from the inside out. They 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 go through with it. She sleeps with Robert Redford, and then Woody Harrelson essentially can't live with himself. Yeah, right, right. It destroys them. Yeah, that's more of a melodrama. Yeah, whereas I think Unfaithful, there's a murder element. Oh yeah, he goes Which and kills the guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right up Eden's alley. Murder. Diane Lane, boy, she was phenomenal in that. But those movies both fall in the category of uncomfortable watches with your significant other. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Relationship <laughs> testers, if you will. Yeah. You come out of that with, if the, if the conversation is silent at dinner after a decent proposal, <laughs> you might want to check yourself what out. What was that Ben Affleck joint from a couple Holy years shit. back? Oh, Gone Girl. There you go. That's another one that was an uncomfortable couple watching. Shiv wants to tag along and drink with Willa and her castmates to Willa's great shock. Shiv tries to use Willa to leverage Connor, but it's unsuccessful because he still releases the video. Meanwhile, she iFucks some hot cast member as she pesters Tom via text to talk to Logan. That's when we learn that she refers to Tom as just a guy who works for me. She goes home with this dude who doesn't have any screens. He gets his news from comedians and Shiv says, <laughs> shut the fuck up before I hate you. <laughs> after he offers her the resin in his bomb. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and they hook up. <laughs> so that's Shiv's plot line. Meanwhile, in the main plot, we've got the retreat. They board the private jets with their custom hunting rifles bound for Hungary. Greg says he feels like he's in U2. Logan <laughs> wants this unauthorized biography squashed, and then Jerry has to try to explain how freedom of speech works to him. <laughs> and Logan says, no one goes sniffing around my fucking panties. <laughs> He's the best. <laughs> Logan really 
gets on a roll here. Uh, Lo- Sam is deputized to locate the biographer's source, which Greg, of course, thinks is him. But I think everybody could see the the twist coming on this one. Logan wants his top minds to put meat in the sandwich for Pierce. Enter disheveled Frank back from the dead. They give him a watch engraved with a quote from Tennyson's Ulysses. Thought maybe Logan would shoot someone like Dick Cheney in this episode, but it unfortunately didn't end up happening. Tom and Greg are reunited on the hunt. Tom feigns jealousy of Kendall and Greg's new bromance with Kendall. Greg asks questions about Sam, and Tom says, You're asking about the moral character of a man named Ratfucker Sam? He is a fucking piece of fucking shit is what he is. (laughs) And that's when Greg tells Tom that he spoke with the biographer. Roman and Kendall bullshit each other and suspect the other one is up to something, which is, I mean, that could happen in every episode of this show. They kill a bunch of hogs that are essentially released into their path. They pose in the very meta photo with all their kills and guns that just, you know, is supposed to call back to all those rich white people killing safari animals in Africa that that were all over the internet a few years ago. Tom tries to foist confronting Logan onto Jerry and Carl while they are also foisting right (laughs) back at Tom. So funny. You see the dilemma that I have? Between the limp and the cane and the uncle, it's unfireable. God damn it, man. You can't fucking fire her. Fire I know. And the thing about it is that she was so highly recommended. She used to work for Jimmy Kimmel, and, and he, he recommended her to me. He said she was great, and she's awful. Well, why would he recommend her? I don't know what the fuck happened. He foisted you, man. Fucking Jimmy Kimmel foisted that bitch on you. What do you mean? He couldn't fire her either, so he passed the ass on to you. Don't you ever allow yourself to get foisted. You understand? That fucking limpy-ass I girl... I foisted. The only way to resolve this huh. shit... On your fucking mind, and you think of somebody you can unload this limpy bitch onto, you have to get rid of this bitch. You know what? Every now and then, every now and then, <laughs> Come you, on, you, I gotta say, you surprised me. Boom! Boom! Always good to, to see foisting in action on HBO. Danny Houston tells Logan that Pierce knows and they have to back off. He says, I hate to be the party pooper, but I have poop. I tell you, Jennifer, she is... She is really a party pooper. Really? Jennifer poops at parties? So she she poops at parties so so and people know this? I I poop at parties. I poop at parties but people don't know because I close the door. This serious, you make a poop in the in the party, so people may know. And Logan says that's about as choreographed as a dog getting fucked on roller skates. And he knows that someone at the retreat blew it, and we know that it's probably Roman. Tom finally talks to Logan, but attempts to curb the statement and distance himself from it, which Logan appears not to acknowledge. Logan humiliates Ray while making a toast, nearly making him piss in a bucket. He's pushing booze on everyone, and in the featurette, Jesse, saw, Jesse Armstrong said he was inspired by Stalin, who would stay sober while forcing his coterie to drink alcohol to shake loose information. And then he is just going after everyone at this dinner. First, he goes after Frank, accuses him of working for Pierce. You're a fucking creep. Excuse me? Oh, 
I mean, you, you went for three jobs, you didn't get any of them. Your vineyard was a write-off, and now your trophy girlfriend is sucking some waiter's dick in Palermo, so now you come crawling back like a fucking worm. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He keeps going around the table, just taking shots at everyone. He makes everyone put their phones on the table. He threatens to tell Carl's wife that Carl likes whores. He tells Tom to give him a grandson and accuses him of impotence. He drapes himself all over Kendall's shoulders, who's just his little pet sitting there. (laughs) That was funny. And then we've got the boar on the floor moment. And he takes Carl, Greg, and Tom over by the fireplace. He makes them oink, crawl in a circle. Oh my God. Fight over sausages thrown on the ground. Oink for your sausages, piggy. Oink, oink. (laughs) It's like some serious humiliation shit. Like. Yeah, the takedown of everybody's ego here was remarkable, wasn't it? Yeah, he owned them all. He destroyed them. (laughs) Sounds like a great corporate retreat. We should get one for Count the Dings next next year. Keep in mind, this was all supposed to be a morale booster. Right. This was, oh, we need to boost morale. <laughs> I like I like him, uh, you know, pulling the dad move with, you know, hope you're enjoying my pastries. Yeah. Or, you know, comes yeah. into dinner. Everyone seems to yeah. be enjoying the, my, my dime and stuff oh, like that. Oh, man, in, in, the, in the boardroom. <laughs> yes, early yeah. on. I, he keeps coming back to it because everyone's, you know, he, I mean, he's, he's, He's a guy that you really appreciate in one sense, you know, because uh, he keeps it real. Well, (laughs) this is the thing. I mean, like, uh, he's out of touch. He's out of date. But we're confident that he built this company. You know, it is his company, right? That's the one thing we can be sure of in this show, that of all the incompetence around him, (laughs) at least we know he made this. You know, and he's trying to move it forward. He, but oddly, surrounds himself with half wits. Yeah. Uh, he's in yes, yes men and all that yeah. other stuff. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, to a certain level, I mean, everyone is seemingly capable and, you know, uh, in certain moments, right? But they're not consistent. So, no, not Roman. I, I wouldn't. <laughs> no, not Roman. Roman is Roman's. Uh, he's bumbling. I but mean, I mean, can can it just you know? It, it's kind of a slow reveal on how what it takes, I suppose, to be at this level of power and how ruthless it is. In that you have to really live it, like Kendall's going through, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I mean, it could explain the the, the the fact that the company is falling apart too, right? Absolutely. Just, yeah. I mean, it's it's funny because there is his the advisors outside of the family have been with him forever, right? So we can assume they were at least once very good at what they did, yeah, um, because they rose to prominence in the company through their efforts. Whereas the family's all been placed through nepotism. Yeah, Jerry is the only one that I really want on my team. She's the the smartest. She has the at least slight ability to be honest with Logan, which he appreciates in that scene. But 
you just can really feel the power that he has and what real power is like. Everyone is afraid of him. Everyone doesn't know what he wants from them. And I'm it's terrified. just yeah. the, the indecision and the, the lack of certainty reduces them to, to puddles. Like they can't do anything. And I don't know if any of you guys have been around a powerful, rich character or person like Logan, but he reminds me so much of my old boss. It's crazy. And just the, when you get so secure with how rich and powerful you are, you yeah. can, you do whatever you want. I see elements in, in Logan that in my, of myself, I don't think it's necessarily something wow. that's based Flex. on, that's you know, being, <laughs> oh, no, I think it's, it's exist, okay. existentially speaking. You know what I mean? If you talk about just the, the the construct is just the mentality right situation. yeah well yeah. there's the the leader aspect right there's yes. there's the guy who's at the top who wants to get things done but the guy I keep coming back to as sort of the real world analogy is Sumner Redstone because the the thing I thought of most uh, during this episode, and it was really kicked in by that scene you talked about on the plane where he's he's freaking out about the biographer sneaking around his employees and trying to get information, is when uh, years ago the Daily Beast did some article outing Sumner for pushing some girl band on MTV, like really trying to get them to play some stupid video because I, I think he was dating one of the girls and and this guy did an article and he had an inside source at Viacom or MTV. And the, and so Sumner called him up and left a message on his voicemail saying, uh, you know, we're not going to kill him. We just want to talk to him. We're not going to hurt this guy. We just want to sit him down and find <laughs> out why he did what he did. <laughs> you will not in any way be revealed. You will be well rewarded and well protected. <laughs> and the guy yeah. put the voicemail out for everybody to hear. You know, I mean, it's like wow. he just has no concept. Wow. Uh, you know, it's like that is Dolan, Jim James. Yeah, Dolan. absolutely. Right. You I know? think, you know, and, and maybe New York has a lot to do with that. Yeah. The band you referenced was the Electric Barbarellas. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that was a. I mean, it was hilarious, you know, it was absolutely, yeah. but, but, but frightening on another level. Yeah. And just transparent, right? Cause that, that sometimes probably works. Probably a lot more in the past. Yeah. N now there's a bit more suspicion and, and awareness and knowledge, but yeah, people probably got away with that for a long, long um, time. But that's a great, also, we're not going to kill him. Like he led amazing. with that. That's out there. <laughs> could I, could I YouTube that? Yeah, you can hear that. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Um, whatever happened to the guy, the the source? Do you know? I know. I don't think it was ever revealed who the source was. I see. But I, you know, can you imagine what went on behind the scenes and trying to figure out who that person was if he was willing to leave that voicemail on the journalist phone? Well, he he was leaving himself, on the phone to himself get him dude. to out this person. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. he called himself. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like they don't have they don't have recording machines. <laughs> I'm thinking it's 1948. Oh man! Oh no! He yeah. knew he was leaving a voicemail. That's the best oh, yeah? part. 
Yeah, okay. he didn't. He didn't have. It wasn't a conversation. Right, right, right. It was yeah. a voicemail for the journalist. Yeah. So it, you know, I just it's yeah. So to your point, Maze, yes. So Kendall wrestles Roman for his phone and discovers that Roman contacted Naomi Pierce. Logan asks him how much a gallon of milk costs. Hold on, hold on. Can I just say though, these meetings where everybody's got their phones on the table, that can't be happening, right? Why not? Because these are listening devices. There's no way. You mean they should leave their phones out the door during these? Yeah, meetings? I mean these, these high level like meetings. Has it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because yeah, yeah. he even says in one in the last episode, yeah. get that Alexa out of here. I already got <laughs> Jeff Bezos and whatever the Amazon. Yeah, you know, Bye, I don't need yeah. Jeff Bezos. I don't need more spot. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. So there's, I, I love that about the show. It's subversive qualities where they're, you know, painting the picture for life as is in this in this world, but at the same time informing the viewer. And it's like, yes, this is how it goes. <laughs> you know, this is it. Well, even he thinks that's his most trusted squad, right? Yeah, I don't I I think he just didn't want them texting or, you know, just he wanted them to, their full undivided attention. I don't think he was really worried about being recorded or information getting out at all. Oh, no, no, no. I I'm just saying practically aside just as a just production in general. Note. Yeah. Gotcha. Cuz I noticed it at the board meeting. I'm like, "Really? They let phones into these high-level meetings that's about a good point. Yeah. I only well, I don't know if technically that wasn't a board meeting in the opening scene because they were all executives, and usually board members are outside of well, the it's just these sensitive situations. Yeah, but it's an aside. Yeah. It's not even related. I understand what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm just saying in a in a but you're, for those group of people, I don't know if it would be the norm to not bring your phone into those kinds of meetings. I could see it in the retreat setting though, because it yeah. is a retreat. And it's supposed yeah. to be a different kind of – well, first of all, they don't even know if it's anything but a meal. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope I hope the show doesn't go into this where, you know, the show Power, where every scene is like oh, a cell gosh. phone thing. where <laughs> And then, you know, these strange intermeetings with the, this person, this person <laughs> randomly, like the show Lost. Remember when they just bump into each other in the forest? Hey, how you doing? Oh, so I, don't, I, hope the, I hope the show doesn't, uh, you know, end up being just like that. I can't so see it popular. going that way, Jane. I can't. No, <laughs> no not that show. I can't. To power. Trust me. I say, hey. no, no, of course, but you know, that's no. what I mean. The show will meet some type of conclusions probably soon. Yeah. And that, I mean, you know, where's this all going, essentially? Where's this going? You know, we're going to have to endorse season four with Kendall as CEO. You know what I mean? <laughs> it does have a shelf life. It does remind me of Billions in that way, where you yeah. don't know how long they could do the this one versus this one forever. Somebody's yeah. got to win. Can't we just enjoy this season and not worry about how it's going to train wreck in season four? So right so right now, I mean, you generally, it's just, you know, I, I was telling Eden earlier, I see it as, and actually, I forgot about the fourth kid, Eden. I see it as a power rankings thing, right? So this is some type of, this season yeah. is some type of test to see who that person will be. It's the CEO, I don't believe it's Shiv. I think that's just a, um, that's a you know, mis misdirect. Misdirect. And so, um, and obviously, Kendall's rising and, and Roman fell. 
right? So, so we're just kind of seeing a horse race at play, right? We already know that Connor's going to be president and somehow be the most powerful one. So it's it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, this this show is full of dark horses. The other one's Cousin Greg, right? Every, there's a lot of people who speculated after season one that by the end of this run, Cousin Greg will have worked his way to the top and, and be the top dog. So, you know, there's plenty of horses in this race. But I'm, so, I'm curious to see where, where the outside elements are going to come into play here. Right when where they're going because we're not seeing it. At least not yet. Yeah. Hopefully they get to it. I mean, we're still in in Logan world, right? So as long as he's alive, it's it's going to be a different show, and I I think the show will have to tackle him dying at some point. But when that comes, I don't know. I think that's another reason why this episode was so good is that he was the primary character around mm-hmm. which everything revolved, you know. And I yeah. think I feel better watching this show when he's the center. The show is everything. at its best with that. With him. yeah, because no, he's, he's the best character and the best actor. Right. Yes. You know. So I'd rather just see him in his madness. And his exuberant <laughs> power, you know, then uh, then have to trip around with Kendall, you know, and his machinations. Even though, you know, he's being utilized well in this season, I just feel, you know, so much of last season, uh, Logan was on the side and maybe they made a decision that we've got to make better use of him because he fucking, he's the gravity of the whole thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, so it reminds me a bit of uh, uh, Lannister, the old man. Yes, Lannister. absolutely. Tywin. Yes, yeah. Tywin. I said that last week that it's kind of like, you know, you're, you're watching a show that's just about the Lannisters, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, similar power structure there, but that on like a force, you're like, there's no way this is going to be defeated. There's no one that can even come close to him. For power, there's no Stark family in this show. Or maybe that's, maybe Stewie, <laughs> well, Stewie is a Stark. That's yeah, Stewie. he kind of looks like Jon Snow, <laughs> and he does always have snow. So, what was that line about the beard, pasted beard? Someone pasted beard shards on his face. Whatever. I think Roman said that. It was so funny. The the, uh, the actual. I remember when Jake and I were watching episode one in the cave, and Jake made note of some of the writing as being. What, how do you describe it, Jake? The the comedy of it. It's just a little too much. Relentless. Yeah. Um, but I, I felt you know? episodes two and three were a little bit, uh, they diverged with their comedy. It was more dark. It wasn't as, uh, you know, office Well, that's, I mean, that, that's the thing that can grate on me at times is when the, the constant joke writing and the constant quips. You know, and obviously Roman can't help himself. He's a fucking <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're all good though. It's just it's a matter of pacing sometimes. Roman's a they, machine. They, it, they hit you too many times, you know. <laughs> yes, you that's know? exactly right. It's like I, I, a less is more sometimes. Yeah. Yes. So Logan asks Roman how much a gallon of milk costs, and he rants that he is surrounded by silk stocking fucks. Kendall says that no one believes in Pierce, but Logan's resolve is not softened in the slightest. The morning after, Tom tries to play it off like he blacked out. (laughs) That was the best line. People smirk at him. (laughs) Don't remember anything. And then Sid offers him a sausage. 
of course. <laughs> that was so epic, yeah. That was very funny. Oh, man. Frank contemplates his return to the company. It turns out that it was Mo, Logan's friend in hospice, who talked to the biographer, not Greg. And then we learn that Mo passed away. Logan tells Carolina to send condolences and then also wants his email cracked open by Ratfucker Sam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was beautiful. Now, was Mo the was person the we met thing. last season when Kendall goes all the way out to the Hamptons? Remember to get that one board oh. member on board and then then uh, there's the the bomb scare in the city and he can't get back in. He can't fly back in, right? I couldn't find if it was Mo or not. I'm not sure. By the way, one li- one great little moment was when Greg has to go tell Logan the the thing, and then you know he's like, um, "But I'm not with this." But you oh, know, you he, mean Tom? To, to, he, Tom, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. That yeah. moment. I'm going to tell you something, but I don't. I'm not behind it. <laughs> he has no idea what he's talking about. Like it play, it was perfect that scene because it never is materialized as an actual conversation. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Logan's just like he's in transition to his next thing, you know, and he gets. Oh, it's just hilarious. Scared Tom is is a remarkable thing to watch on screen. Timid Tom. Which is a real element of the corporate world, you know, that you meet that person. You meet For that sure. guy. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, all of them, really. I've met almost all of the characters in there are so identifiable to the corporation that I was at. We get a nice tender moment between Tom and Greg where Greg thanks him for not revealing his secret. And those two's bromance is clearly not threatened by by Greg's new relationship with Kendall, where he's a, a drug mule. Roman continues to semi-flirt with Jerry, and I'm just like, between the come over, I need you, which so out awkward. of context sounds like very sexual, and then this weird flirt in this episode. Dude, um, I thought they were going to hook up. Yeah, yeah, it feels like they're building something too. there. It's weird. I was like, it's, ew, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. She offers him some advice. Then Pierce's CEO, Ray Gerald or Rhea Gerald, uh, reaches out to Frank. This is a character that will be played by Holly Hunter next week, which is pretty oh. awesome. I love Holly Hunter. And we get a rough scene with Shiv and Tom where he asks, for more say in their team decisions, and she indirectly reveals her affair to him. And the episode closes out with Logan calling Shiv, telling her he wants to bring her in. So they kicked that one down the line because I thought that's kind of where we were at after she fired or got fired or quit last week. But with Shiv in the mix now, you know, we all are in agreement that it's a feint and that she will crash and burn just like all the rest of the Roy's do when they get a chance to shine. And now we're going to have this, this merger playing out with Holly Hunter. So a lot more corporate jousting. I like where we're at. I'm excited. I, I think Jake, it really is as simple as more Logan, the happier you are. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. Logan hijinks all the way. No doubt. That guy. And are you just kind of in, like, the rest is just filler to you? Like the other characters? Is there any other plot line no. that, that's interesting? Well, I mean, I feel like we're we're just focused on one plot line really right now. You know, I mean, 
I, I don't, I'm happy with everybody playing a supporting role to him, you know, and on the, on the one side, you know, you could look at the shift move as him protecting her from what he knew was going to be an annihilation okay. of his top yeah. executives. Right. And saying, well, I'm not going to expose her or put her through that at this point. You know, because I mean, all I could think about, man, was how's Tom going to show up at work now, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and try to run the show with, you know, and I forget that character's name. Sid? Sid. You know, she didn't get decimated. You know, she was just a witness. Yeah, no, she owns Tom now, for sure. I mean, oh, brutal, right? She knows that he's soft. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I mean, she's going to twist the knife on that. <laughs> And then I love Logan walking in the next morning. You know, we just we had a little fun last night. <laughs> right? at That's the what I mean. I mean, I've right? been there. I've been there. Like, it's nothing, you know. Just you know, corporate retreat stuff. I've I've had the same thing, you know, where I where I go off the handle at work with 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 people, and uh, I yeah. Then the next day, I'm like, yeah, you know, how it is. Walk it back. I, I meant work it. stress. <laughs> yeah it's a great show man very yeah, very good as long well as, done as long as logan's driving the narrative i'm good with everything happening around that yeah i also have an eye on uh roman a uh, roman snapping at some point with the whole kendall situation has gotten interesting because it feels like kendall now has the one up on him um, as opposed to what last season was. And then, of course, Tom and Shiv are, are, are another watch. Is Tom going to eventually get tired of it? That's what I'm wondering. No, I'm definitely... I, I don't think he has the stones. I'm anticipating a counter move, though, from Roman in some some fashion. Something uh, extreme? <laughs> uh, if and, he can pull uh, it off. So he'll try, to, he'll try to take his anger out on Kendall. Absolutely. There's a lot there with those two. Yeah. Jake, I read the Logan Shiv stuff a little differently than you. I thought he was really stiff stiff arming her at the beginning of the episode. No, I I thought so, too. I'm just saying maybe it could be read that way. That's it's it's an alternate reading. I'm not saying I am reading it that way. Yeah. But you could you could look at it that way. I kind of see it as they do this retreat. He realizes that no one has any value. And so then he's kind of more into the idea of bringing Shiv in. But ironically, she was against this deal and wouldn't right. have had any qualms of challenging him over it. So how she reacts to the re- the resulting, you know, meetings and, and the way they're moving forward with the acquisition will be interesting going forward. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Thank you so much for joining us this week on the TV book club for my guests, the Hoy Boys, Jake and Jade, Eden Liu and Anthony Canton the third. I'm Anthony Mays and we'll see you next week.